You are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. Coming in live. Yeah. Technically not live, right? Because when you hear this, it's it's not live. But anyways, long time no see. There's finally shit to talk about. Life's yes. happening. Um, mm, hot sauce is hot. Mm. That's always the good stuff. Um, Henry Cejudo won. TJ Dillashaw lost super fast, 33 seconds. Greg Hardy disqualified himself by kneeing a downed opponent when he's not supposed to. So the guy who shouldn't have been fucking co-headlining a card anyways with a record of like 3-0 and um, <laughs> lost. So good fucking riddance. Um, let's see. Gregor Galipsi won. Oh, sorry. By the way, we're talking about UFC uh, fight night. Cejudo versus, versus Dillashaw that went down on Saturday, Saturday, January 19th. It was the first official card for ESPN slash the ESPN Plus stuff. Awesome fucking card. It totally mm. delivered. I know you're at a casino doing shit. Yeah. So you're gonna call glimpses. Bits and pieces, yeah. But holy shit, what a great what a great match. Yeah, I mean, even the Alan Crowder versus Greg Hardy match was entertaining enough to the point to see how well somebody who just relies upon knockout power and no technique in Greg Hardy gets fucking stifled by somebody who knows technique. Um <clears throat> seeing Gregor Galepsi win versus Anthony Medeiros was really good. Seeing Gregor continue his his rise, he said he's a really I think he's beyond the conversation of a prospect at this point. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was awesome to see. It was great to see Joseph Benavides with cra- I, I know you didn't watch it between Dustin Ortiz and Benavides. The amount of grappling exchanges that they had and transitions and scrambles and like setups was fucking insane. It was so fucking sweet. It was super high-level shit. It was really good. Very technical. Yeah, Paige Van Zandt came back in full force. Rachel Ostrovich, by the way, is, in my opinion, really underrated. Or maybe she's overrated, considering she got thrown there against Paige Van Zandt, a big name. Mm. But she did a great job. She's super aggressive on the ground. That was a really fun match. Uh, Glover Teixeira, Dan Barry represent. I don't know if you saw him, but he got flash hit, like flash out for a second. Came right back into it and then came back to win against Carl Robertson. That was crazy. <laughs> I want to say something, though, about um, Donald Cerrone versus Alexander Hernandez. Because everybody's, and I'm one of them who's openly said Donald's kind of just this blueprint, not blueprint, textbook fighter that you can just beat. Because okay. he's the same every time. But he's been saying since he's had a kid, he's fighting for a different purpose and he's fighting with different intent. Mm. And I think it showed against Alexander Hernandez. Alexander Hernandez tried to turn up the pressure on Donald early, which is how you beat Donald. You just you just pressure him, you put him on the back step, and then you just flood him and he's, he drowns. Um, he fucking withstood everything Alexander Hernandez threw at him, came back like a fucking monster, and just ground and pounded Hernandez out. It was. It's almost. It's weird. There's a look in his eyes now when he walks to the octagon, and when he like walks around, he doesn't really like look happy. He looks like he's trying to. He looks like he's ready to kill somebody. Yeah. Which is not usually what you see. Usually he's like, yeah, he's in his cowboy hat. He's high fiving people. He's like having a good time. He's mm-hmm. a joke. No, he's been super serious ever since, and I love it. I love this new Donald Cerrone. <coughs> uh, Ariane Lipsky versus Joanne Calderwood. Fucking love that fight. Loved it. Joanne Calderwood is training at Syndicate MMA. Um, I believe it's... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Syndicate MMA. And her jiu-jitsu game has just shot up off the charts. And she fucking crushed Lipsky with it. Um, she she drowned Lipsky, in my opinion. 
uh, took out her cardio, and then Lipsky didn't have the pop in her shots, and that was an awesome fucking fight. Was, the card overall was pretty fucking sweet. I know you didn't watch all of it, but it was pretty fucking sweet. Um, yeah, what's up, dude? What's up? Come yeah. on, talk, talk. Nothing much, talk man. Talk to me. Tell me um, something. I mean, actually, you and I are about to get into martial arts again physically. Right. After hi- hiatus we took, you, you know, physically with your therapy going on and all that due to your back. and Yeah, my back got fucked up. Me after about four years, maybe a little longer than that. Well, having a kid kind of books up your schedule, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's going to be exciting. How dare you putting family over fucking I know. martial arts? How dare you? Shame, shame. Shame, shame. <laughs> Quick question, though. Yeah. What are your thoughts about getting back into it? Like, are you nervous? Are you excited? Are you just like, whatever, I've done this like my entire life on and off, so I'm ready to just get back into it? Like, what what is your thought? Because <clears throat> for me, I'm kind of nervous. I'm like, do I remember how to tie my belt? Like, do I remember all my positions? Do I remember everything? Like, I'm afraid I forgot stuff. Yeah, well... Like the whole belt thing with me, I'm not perfect at it either. I don't know, um, like the traditional way to do it. I just have always. Oh, I've been told three separate ways and how to tie it. Yeah. And each one is different. Yeah. I just tie it the way that I. That I, I'm the same. Just that I've always tied it since class, and that's just been the way I've done it. Yeah. Even though I know it's wrong, yeah. but it's whatever. Um, for me, <coughs> it's one of those things where it's like, all right, you know, and I. Because the thing is, my entire life I've been on and off. I've had spurts where it's like, okay, for a few years I've done this martial art. Then I go on hiatus. All right, now I'm going to get into another martial art. Do that for a few years. All right, go on hiatus. So it's always an on and off thing with me. And that's what's happening again, right? So, you know, my the last thing I did was, you know, Aiki Jiu-Jitsu. And now, after a hiatus, I'm doing Brazilian so right. it's exciting in a way where it's somewhat something new. You know, I mean, a lot of techniques are just ground-based now. Um, but in the, in the same token, it's like, all right, well, here we go again. Another martial art, you know? So I'm excited to learn something new. Right, right. The um, <clears throat> For me, it's, it's so hard to understand the full journey of martial arts because... It's that. It's such a journey. And it's weird because you would think that you master it at some level. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's... So this will relate to you very well based off of your occupation. I was just going to bring up cooking. It reminds me of cooking. It's like... There's a reason why you see... You know... Great cooks. Masterful cooks. Like top of the line cooks. And, uh, cooks. Chefs. Who not only keep at it but they keep refining stuff mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and it's almost like they they understand the journey of cooking like yeah. who's who's a total you know who's a great example of this household name uh wolfgang puck yeah perfect example the dude's mastered pretty much the majority of what he does already right like he's already kind of the master of mm-hmm. what he does mm-hmm. however he still works at his restaurant like, you know what I mean? Like, he still puts on a chef coat and he still cooks. He's not, like, just managing a restaurant anymore. Just, I'm done with that. I, I'm, I'm over it. It's like, well, no, I'm I'm a cook. He's I'm, still in the I'm game. I'm a chef. Yeah. Like, this is what I do. Yeah. And I'm still doing it. Yeah, I, I'm assuming. I mean, hang on. Let's see. How old is Wolfgang Puck? Wolfgang Puck is 69. 69 years wow. old. He's 69. Born July 8th, 1949. 
Okay. And he's still at it. <laughs> he's still at it, you know? And that's so impressive to me. And it's funny because all it takes is one thing. And and I think it's because of food. And you, I want your opinion. In my opinion with food, the way it typically handles itself when it comes to chefs is that you, you get bored of your palate. So you change it. Mm-hmm. Something really small, right? It's the reason why... I don't. I, I don't know when it started, but lavender boomed in pastry. It boomed. Lavender scones, lavender cakes, lavender cupcakes, l- like lavender frosting, lavender fucking nitro ice cream. It's what's trending right now, yeah. right? But it's because somebody got so bored with like I'm so, I'm fucking sick and tired of all of these like repeated flavors that mm-hmm. just get done to different quantities or qualities of the actual ice cream. I want something floral and fragrant. Yep. In my ice cream. So they fucked around and got lavender, and guess what? It blew up, and now there's lavender shit everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a weird thing where it's like, I need to experiment and understand more. And it's kind of the driving force of why I really admire Gordon Ramsay. I think he has 10 or 12 restaurants. I'm pretty sure 90% of them have Michelin stars, if not every one of them. Yeah. If not multiple. But, but he's he international, though. I mean, he's got stuff in, like, India. and He doesn't do the same restaurant. Right. He does different restaurants. Yeah. There are chefs that just, like, uh, what's, his, what's his name? Um, uh, What's his name? Fucking the dude who did who does crunchy lasagna. Uh, fuck. Anyways, um, it's a, he's an Italian chef. And he just does Italian. But he does a very basic level of Italian. You know what I mean? He's almost mm-hmm. like against the new age wave of Italian food. Right. And he's just like, well, no, I, you don't need much. I have good olive oil. I have good cheese. Yeah. I have good water from good flour and I can make a fucking amazing dish with this. And that's all he needs. And I feel like that's kind of parallels with martial arts where martial artists, for the most part, they do get stagnant on some level. Martial artists do end up being, and you see it. It's the stereotypical joke about like martial arts masters that get overweight and out of shape. It's because mm-hmm. they just stop training, right? You know. Yep. But you see people who who <clears throat> try in different areas, and there's they still have that excitement, that joy of like, hey, it's it's fucking still going. You yeah. Know? Like this is still pretty cool. It's um, Freddie Roach is a great example, boxing connoisseur, one of the best, one of the best coaches, right? One of the best trainers dabbles now in he has dabbled for a while but he's dabbled in mma oh and this okay. is why he, he was he was messing around with anderson sofa back in the day when anderson sofa was in his heyday he messes around with george st pierre well no he full-on coaches gsp's boxing he's like the primary instructor for uh, aaron pico of bellator probably the best mma prospect that anybody's ever seen he he works for somebody else i forget but he's a perfect example of a guy who <clears throat> doesn't just stay in boxing and just stay out of shape in his life and, mm-hmm. and, and doesn't keep pushing himself. He pushes himself. Manny Pacquiao is 40 years old and just won his last fight. Granted, it was against... Uh, uh, what's his name? Not Bradley. It was, I want to see him face Bradley. Um, I forget the fucker. He's a he's a, such a smug asshole. <laughs> but like they're talking about Manny Pacquiao going on to fight Mayweather Part 2. Like, oh. They're talking about Pacquiao still boxing high level at 40. Part of this has to be not just because of his work ethic, but his coach. You know what I mean? His sensei. Fucking Freddie Roach is doing the damn thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like what do you think from a, especially from your perspective with cooking and that of that relation? 
I mean, there's so much that goes into it. You know what I mean? It's like... Um, I don't. Tell me. Uh, well, <clears throat> well, stuff you were bringing up before, like there's so many cuisines out there, you know, for so many different ethnic backgrounds. And in martial arts, it's like, okay, you know, you have your Taekwondo uh, martial artist, then you have karate and you have jujitsu or whatever. Like, do you think... And you know what it is? Like, these people are masters of one thing but they're not like a jack of all trades. And so it's like with cooking, right? Like the Italian thing. There's a lot of great Italian chefs. I mean, who have like mastered it and they still evolve, you know, but they stay within that cuisine and it's like, okay, let's talk about a Taekwondo fighter. Do you see that guy throwing punches often? Probably not. No. Because that's not in his (laughs) or her um background you know um and the thing too is um i feel like with mma it's just gone to a point where mma is literally a style you know and it's a style it's a well-rounded right, style right, right. so yeah it's you a jack of all trades a master of none yeah we've talked about you this, this but yeah. it's you know at this point just the world is changing a lot more people are learning martial arts, specifically MMA, whether it's for self-defense, physical fitness, or they're training to be an amateur or professional fighter. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's good to know a little bit of everything. And I feel like even with cooking, it's good to be a well-rounded chef. Right. You know, because then it's like that just expands your resume or, you know, you can throw on a special of the day or every day could be like a different eth- ethnic cuisine you know so and the thing too is it's like even um i feel like even certain styles um there are masters out there that are trying to modernize certain things just like with cooking you know it's like almost every year you you watch on youtube or facebook whatever just there's a new way of cooking something or something that's so unpopular but now it's being popularized due to social media you know, and that gets other people trying it out. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're they're very similar in that aspect when it comes to cooking and martial arts, for sure. By the way, the Italian guy I was thinking of is uh, Massimo Bottura. OK, sounds um, familiar. He's uh, <clears throat> he's the uh, chef owner of the three Michelin starred Osteria Francescana. OK, um, I mean, it's his that restaurant is voted the number one in the world. So, okay. Yeah. Dude knows how to cook. Yeah, no, that's, that's kind of my thing. Um, you, so there's a subreddit. I forget what it is. Something about idiots. Oh, it's about like idiot martial artists, right? I forget. Okay. I forget what the subreddit is, but it, they just show videos of people who don't know how to fight fighting. Right. And there's something really weird about seeing people who think they know how to fight i was just gonna ask is it people that are like in denial or they're just like scam like con artists or no something? no no, no. Or- it's not even fake martial arts it's just people f- street fighting okay and you see people fight like that and it's super weird it's super weird because i never want to be in that situation i never want to fight somebody but yet <clears throat> i want to know that i can does that make sense mm-hmm. like i don't train martial arts to fight people I don't. Like, do you train martial arts to fight? I know you don't. No. I know you don't. Your personality is the entire opposite of seeking uh, physical conflict. You know, like, I 
we both talked about in another episode about how martial arts is at the at its core um, foundation. It's about finding harmony and control of your body, right, and your intent. Right. So yeah, that's kind of like the hardest thing that surprisingly is is it is to accomplish um, because you think it'd be so simple because it's just our bodies. But I was thinking about not tonight of like, oh, cool, I'm going to I'm going to break off the rust with Mikey on the mat. Uh, I was thinking of, OK, when will I because I was talking to a friend at work and and she was like, so are you ever, what are you going to train next to him? And I remember thinking nothing. Right? I, we've had this conversation countless times. But when I knew I was planning to do this with you, I was thinking just. What I want to do? I want to go back to class? Like, do I want? And I was actually th- uh, leaning towards finding a place to go back to classes. And then I immediately remembered like this feeling of my body. Granted, I'm just coming off a back injury from like eight months ago, but mm. I'm coming off this this feeling of just I'm 30, and I'm and I'm thinking, do I want to risk it? by going to a class and I get p- partnered up with a white belt that outweighs me by 80 pounds? And is just trying to muscle me. You know what I mean? Like, do I really want to deal with that? Do I really want to fucking deal with that? Yeah. Yeah, it's a learning experience, but do I want to go through those war? I already went through my fucking like I have a like disjointed thumb for the rest of my life because of class. You know, I have to pop my ankles and in my wrists and my fingers permanently because of class. Like I I've earned my scars, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm trying to earn more. And it's hard for me to look past the damage that I receive for the lessons that I learn right. of going back to a class. And it, I feel like that sounds like such a teenage thing to say. No, that's... Uh, you don't think so? No, absolutely not. I mean, you have to think about your ov- overall, you know, wellness. And, um, you know, it, and it's like... Uh, it's like when people start up MMA and they have these thoughts of becoming a professional fighter because it's like, oh, you know, because I'm trying to master this art. Right. I want to do it professionally. Mm-hmm. But then you have to really sit down and think like um, this was the whole like Joe Rogan to Brendan Shop thing, right? It's like you have to realize, let's say you did do well in in your profession. You became champion. Yeah. You have to defend that title against monsters. Right. And not, okay, not even champion, but just going in there in general and fighting for something. Let, let's talk about that speech. Because that's a very interesting. So, for those who don't know, Brendan Job is a former UFC heavyweight uh, fighter. Mm-hmm. And he's best friends with Joe Rogan, commentator of uh, the UFC. And after one of Brendan's fights where he lost, like uh, badly, he got smushed. He got, he rolled over onto his stomach. And got ground and pounded from you know somebody in in rear position. It was, it's the Luke Rockhold nasty fucking just you're just you're giving up. Yeah, you know. And and Joe was being really honest, and it was a hard. Well, I'm sorry, was it against Travis? Travis, Travis Bra- uh, I, Ben. I thought it was Ben Roth. I thought it was Ben Rothwell. Oh no, you're right. It is Travis. Bra- it was Travis, it was Travis, Travis Brown. Brown. You were yeah. right. It was Travis Brown. Yeah. Um, and it was a. It's a. You should look it up. YouTube it. Joe Rogan, Brendan Schaub, like retire look at that and basically joe is really brutal there's no jokes there's no facade in their friendship it's straight up joe being like look man that was hard for me to call as a friend as such a close friend it's hard for me to watch you get fucking and then joe open he doesn't really attack brendan but 
he's trying to say, hey, man, do you really think you should be doing this? It was and it was a hard conversation because Brendan is he's in it. He's like, of course, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't. Why the fuck would I be here if I didn't think I could be the best? He's like, but do you think you could commit to it? Do you think concussions and (laughs) not only that, but like like you have to focus solely so hard on this. This is it. There is no other thing. If you're fighting with your body for a living, there's no other existence of an option for something. This has to be it. The dedication has to be there. And it's not. And he was like, I'm not saying you're not dedicated, but like. Do you think you have what it takes to develop your skills to be able to outstrike the best strikers in your division? Yeah. Or outgrapple or outwrestle? Do you think you can do it? And it was basically Joe trying to tell Brendan, like, wake up, man. You don't have what it takes. The bottom line that I got from that was Joe just saying it like that. Just, look, man, I love you, and I would want to see you take unnecessary damage for things. And I think you have a lot of options for better. And he he does. He's already doing. Oh, it. absolutely. You have way better skill sets for other things than getting punched in the fucking face. And I just don't think you have the commitment to it for the ability to increase your talents to match your athleticism. Mm-hmm. Like, is that what you got? Like, what did you think when you when you first saw or heard that conversation? What did you think? I mean, I agreed with everything Joe was saying, though. You know, and I it's it's not. I mean, I know how. It sounded at first, it was like, oh man, he's like really tearing Brendan a new one. But I, sounded, I know it felt it at first. I was yeah, like, at you're first going it's hard like, at him, man. Oh man, especially when it's like, oh, do you think you can out wrestle uh, Kane uh, Velasquez? And he's yeah. like, yeah, I think I could. He, or Brendan was like, I think you'd be, I think you would be surprised. And Joe was like, no, I think you'd be surprised. Yeah, exactly. That was, you know, that was the moment when I went, oh, this just where he a, was just like very, yeah, this went brutal. This just, this just became a brutal conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd be. Surprised. But I, I know where Joe was coming from, and I, I knew it wasn't like there were any like mean intentions behind that. No, 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 no. You know? and, and I know it was rough. Uh, that's a rough con- like. Props to Joe for having it, and props to Brendan for taking it, because yeah. to sit there live on air for, to millions of people yeah. and have somebody tell you like you're. You should probably hang it up, man. And Brendan still talks about it. You know, it was just the best thing that could have ever happened. And he was glad it because I think he uh, Joe even asked, like, hey, do you want this like on air? Like we can edit this out. Yeah, as we, part we, of, yeah, we and he's like, no, I'll, and I'll honestly keep it. Yeah. Like keep well, it. Bre- Brendan's a, like I know he gets a lot of flack on like the like the subreddits and the, the forums of MMA. Everybody jokes about him because you see so many catchphrases. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like. At the same time, you have to respect the fact that that dude is a brutally upfront, honest guy mm-hmm. to himself. Yes. He doesn't hide it at all. Yeah. He's openly just, yeah, I was wrong. Like, the amount of times I've heard him openly come out and just freely talk about a situation that's pretty cringy is insane. It's almost, it makes me really happy to know that people can do that mm-hmm. because he's come out and said, I was wrong. I did say that. That was a big fuck up. And he's also come out and like set the record straight when he said, like, I remember, I remember him and Nate Diaz were having some shit talking and he came out and he was saying, look, I don't know why this, you want to know what happened? This is exactly what happened. I don't know why you're <laughs> fucking coming at me. I saw you and I just thought, wow, another UFC guy here. I'm not alone. And I went over to say hi. That's all that was. Yeah. I don't know why it's going down this weird path where you're trying to, yeah, like smoke me up about this. I don't know what you, what, what, like, what? Really, you're gonna want to fight for no reason? Like, what are you talking about? I, I think it's really good, but that's, it's a conversation that's hard to have. To like, so 
if I had that conversation about martial arts, I don't think I would be as heartbroken because it's not my life. If you yeah. came up to me and said, you need to stop playing hockey, that would be a huge thing to me because hockey is a giant release for me. Mm. Hockey is like my number one love. It's the thing I've been doing since middle school. It's my go-to thing. It's my number one priority for my free time besides the gym. So for me, actually, yeah, it's the my number one priority. Over, the, I go to the gym primarily for hockey. Like if I didn't have hockey, I'd probably go to the gym a little less. To be honest, I would still hmm. go. I wouldn't be, you know, trying to maniac four days a week with, and, and at least in the off season, four or five days a week, I would probably be taking it easy. Yeah. Um. I mean, right now I'm in season, so I do three days a week. But it's just. Yeah, I don't know how I would take that conversation. Different because I'm not playing for like a, a, a contract, so mm-hmm. it would just be somebody saying I physically am not capable of doing it, which is very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can only imagine like how I would feel, you know, especially if that's something that you're you're passionate about. So, what do you think you're most passionate about physically? To do physically. To do physically martial arts related uh-uh. or just in general like so for example if you told me you can't work out anymore i, I would i would be like i'm gonna lose my fucking mind i'm okay. going to lose my mind if i can't work out like what would yours be wow said, i've never even thought of that see so you never i've had so many moments of fear of losing the ability to do something play Man. hockey go to the gym do pull up squat You don't have any of it. I mean, whenever I mean, when it comes to like exercise related no, no, no. stuff no, or anything, like physical anything, guitar. Let's say you. I like, will. Okay, if I lost the ability, dude. If I lost the ability to use, yeah, just even one of my hands, even even if it wasn't the dominant one, I think I'd be crushed. Because yeah, I'm a guitarist for one. Um, huge with video games, and are there ways around that? I'm sure. There but, are for both. There are for both. You know, it's just it's not gonna not going to be the same i'd have to find another career i because i won't be able to cook you know well i i'll I'll have a hard time prepping i can still cook but you could still cook the thing is is, yeah yeah so if if i if my dominant hand was still good that's the hand i cut with well if you know that swapped your non-dominant would quickly become your dominant hand right once you real, but it's the so idea. It's the idea. But. Like if you're trying to cut something, though, exactly. Like what are you going to hold on to? Like I'm going to just put my dead hand on the food and hope for the best. That I, I mean, I guess I won't feel anything if I cut a thumb off. But no, no, no. You know I what I mean? Dream. It's just it, it, yeah. Th- certain things will be more difficult. Not necessarily that I'll be completely incapable of doing it. But like yeah. guitar for one, um, that that'll that'll be tough because I've been doing that since I was seven. So that's so. your hockey. Yeah, I would say guitar is probably like what hockey is to you. Right. Okay. Perfect. So that makes total sense why you bought a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes total sense. Yeah. Hey, so. if you love guitars, you should buy a Marshall 1968 4x12 guitar cabinet. See, I'm not into Marshalls, though. But why? You don't like Slush and Greenbacks? Mm, it's because they just don't sound bright enough to me. They don't sound bright enough. Have you yeah, stood in front of a Marshall? I, um, I, I prefer like not uh, the so, not solid state marshals. I'm talking a tube head going through a Marshall cab. Right. I'm more of like a Mesa boogie type of guy. What those um, are those are so low end in comparison to marshals. Marshals are all mid range punch. It's all brightness. I don't know, man. 
Oh man, I don't know. I've uh, I've watched a lot of YouTube like comparison videos <laughs> and stuff. All right, I'm a top I'm a top researcher in this. I've been doing it for years because that's my next goal. Right, is it's trying to find a good amp now. I honestly but, um, have always pl- I've I've always played with Mesa Boogies like with in my bands. My other the other guitars really? have always yep. First band was a first band was a combo. Second was a triple rectifier. The third one was a dual rectifier. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've o- I've always played opposite of a Mesa Boogie, and I've always been the Marshall guy, even though I run a Macadlo dual voice lead head. So it's not really a technically yes, I know it's wired by a guy who used to work for Marshall and build the amps. Mm-hmm. It's wired kind of similarly, like the old school Marshall amps. But I've always been the Marshall guy. And I say it's bright because sound guys for years have always had to turn me down because I cut through the mix so well. Because I'm all mid. Really? Yes. And I'm See, no I, bottom wow. end. Because I, I always wanted bottom end for the thump. And I never had it. It was all mids. So they turned me down to nothing. So I can barely fucking hear myself. And I go, hey, guys, I can hear anything behind me. Can You got to blast me through my monitor because I don't know what the fuck I'm playing can i please turn up and they go no you're bouncing off the back of the fucking room right now because you're cutting through the entire mix oh i'll have to do some more research then granted that's with a 4x12 cab <laughs> <laughs> that's with a 4x12 1968 2004 or 2005 marshall slanted cab okay so keep that in mind the right. a is made for leads Gotcha. Keep that in mind. The B, 1960B, was made for rhythm. Okay. That's why they had them double stacked. So you could just have like the mix coming right through. Oh, okay. So, because when you're probably reviewing that, you're probably getting a lot of combos because combos are hot right now. Mm. I'm assuming. Are you getting combos or not? I, uh, or well, you looking I, up I, just looked, I looked into combos and then I was looking into heads and cabs. Um, I don't know. I guess unless it's just the tones that the people, the demonstrators themselves were using, I felt like Marshall's always had a, a more of a low end to them, whereas uh, Mesa Boogie's always had like the you know more more highs, a little bit more mids. Uh, I always wanted a Mesa Boogie because Mesa Boogies to me have so much fullness to them when I hear them. Yes, they're very full. However, there's something about because I bought Marshalls right before they started going to shit. So, because all the newer Marshalls have been shit, kind of like Gibson kind of went downhill. Yeah. Gibsons yeah. have turned into shit. Yep. I love the fact that the second you just play like a G with the right level of uh, gain and you get like that fucking ACDC sound, it's just spot on. And that feeling of it is why I bought the Marshall. Because I, I was thinking, I can't beat this feeling of when this rings. Because mm. the clarity of the notes and the way it rings is what I love. And it's crunchy and it's punchy. I love the punchy sound. Like when I was like, when I'm just palm muting or doing like that, it's so punchy. It's so much coming right through and it's the mids. Now, like now that I know from a sonic standpoint, sonic, that's not the right word. From an auditory perspective, it's because it has a lot of mid range. I always just called it crunch and punch. So I was like, I was the crunch and punch, and then my the other guitarist was always the uh, the the bottom end. Okay. So we always had a good mix live because of that. But hmm. But yeah, to be honest, I love my current setup. I love, 
I, I don't need a full fucking head. I could have gone with like a tiny Terra orange head. I have a monster hundred. It's listed as a hundred watts. It's I've been told by an amp repair guy who had to fix it. It's way above a hundred. Um, I have a giant fucking powerful straight line head, and that's with that's a, that pawn shop one, right? The, the one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Well, that wasn't a pawn shop. That was oh, a, okay. That was just a boutique amp from a guitar oh, store. Oh, gotcha. But yeah, it's basically like a pawn shop, and then it, it's with a two by twelve uh, two rock cab, which is uh, open back. That's I really like that. I wish I did that from the start because the Marshall was just way too much. Way too much. But at the time, that was what was hot. Everybody was rocking half cabs. Hmm. No half cabs. Everybody was rocking cabs. So it was like 4x12s. It was nothing but 4x12s. So really combos are a thing now? For yeah. Like, for like live stuff? Yeah, I've been seeing a huge... a huge. Uh, per- I mean, I'm not... I don't follow as much as you do anymore, but I've been seeing a lot of flood of like the hot rods, like the fenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of the combo tube amps are coming back. Okay. Yeah, because they just make more sense, like money-wise, you know. Yeah. So that's what I've been seeing. But um, but yeah. That well, whole thing was martial arts related, by the way. Yeah, it, it totally was. But that being said, we're gonna go see what the deal is with some martial arts. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Peace. Peace. I don't know. Ah. Say something. Oh, fuck. Sound test. Oh, hold on one second. What's wrong? Oh, my fucking mouth. Mmm. Mmm. I think there was something stuck in, like, my teeth or something, and it, like, was reintroduced to my tongue. And now it's like on fucking fire again. Yeah. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should do an episode where we just do nothing but have like super hot sauce that we just keep eating. You know? Yeah. You know what we do? We just we but we have to talk about a topic, though, and ignore the fact that it's hot. We just ingested something. Yeah. And just. (laughs) Yeah. Persevere through the pain. Yeah. We should. I like it.